With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. As we move along here on a Monday afternoon, you kind of got some folks that may be kind of out there thinking, man, that long weekend kind of messes you up on a Monday. I know know it messes me up on a Monday. I ain't going to lie. Ain't going to lie about it. But. We have to get through it. Also, today, we've got to talk about something that I think is going to hurt some Gamecock fans' feelings. Uh, the, the football game on Saturday. I'm going to open it up, and we'll take your calls on it now at 803-978-1832. I'm going to hit you with some numbers. I've also got some stuff for the, the uh, ACC championship game. We'll hear some comments from Trevor Lawrence here in just a little bit. But tons of stuff to talk about this afternoon, including the coaching carousel. In case you missed it, this is going to be something that uh, is going to be out there real quick. The head coach at Washington has decided that he is going to resign. Chris Peterson has said, hey, you know what? I'm out of here. So you got another job? What, what's going on there? I don't know. It's going to be interesting either way. But we'll talk about the coaching carousel and we'll get into what's going on with the offensive coordinator search at South Carolina. I've got some names here. Uh, Some of them come from the state newspaper. A couple of them come from another site. But I thought I'd throw some of them out there. We could see what you thought about each each one of these uh, candidates that are out there for the offensive line. I see not the offensive line as far as the offensive coordinator. So we'll get into that this afternoon as well. If you want to get involved with the show, feel free to join us at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us here on the rundown this afternoon, we could talk about the South Carolina game. You know, <laughs> when you look at it, excuse me there, as I'm trying to get over a cold, but if you look at the game with South Carolina and Clemson, it was not very good from the start. It's not exactly what you wanted, the way you wanted to end the season. Okay? We know that. But now that it's over, South Carolina fans, where do you go from here? We'll take those calls at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. 
if you want to join us here on the rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 and of course around the world on the iHeartRadio app. And I tell you what, I'm going to give some stuff away today. If you want to go to the Holiday Lights on the River, I am posting something on our Fox Sports Radio 1400 page right now. And you can win tickets to uh, take your family to the uh, to the big light show. So there you go. If you want to do that, I'm, I'm posting that like right now on Facebook. Find Fox Sports Radio 1400. And I will give away tickets here at the, uh, we'll go at the, what, 324? And I'll tell you what number we're going to, we'll draw a number or whatever, and then we'll go from there. I'm going to share it to my Facebook page so you can actually see it there. But it's Likes for Lights, ladies and gentlemen. You want to try to uh, get involved with the program there. That's an easy thing to do as well. You can uh, win some tickets to go to the Holiday Lights on the River at Saluda Shoals. Which, by the way, is one of the coolest family things you can do is go to the Holiday Lights on the River. And, you know, you can go for free just for listening to the rundown. So go to, uh, if you're following me on Facebook, go ahead and check it out now. And you can uh, win tickets to the Holiday Lights on the River. So that's kind of cool as well. But I want to take your calls on the South Carolina game. You know, it's kind of a, a crummy way to end the season. I don't think it was to not be expected, though. But I'll tell you what. If you're a Gamecock fan, what changes do you want made? You know Will Muschamp's not going to go anywhere. Who do you want to be your offensive coordinator? So get into that. We'll talk about that at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. There was an article that uh, I looked at earlier and was kind of interesting. And it talked about the the um, the candidates that are out there. Some of them I, I've never heard of. Or I never thought that would be on the list. Let's leave it at that. Okay. Uh, I, there's there's something to talk about. Mike Bobo, maybe, uh, maybe coming back to the SEC. He was at... At Florida, or excuse me, Georgia. Last night, uh, some people were talking about Steve Adazio may want to come and take the job as he was let go at Boston College. If you had your way, who would you go after for an offensive coordinator for the University of South Carolina football team who finished, I think, 115th in total offense this season, something like that in the NCAA? Just not what you want. But we'll go over some of those. Here in just a moment. And we'll talk about the coaching carousel as well. We'll also talk about the fight that happened during the Georgia-Georgia Tech game and how that's going to affect basically one player a whole lot and not another. And uh, I tell you what, why don't we go ahead and we'll get into this now. We'll talk about the, the names that have kind of surfaced for the South Carolina offensive coordinator. And these, uh, some of these come from uh, Ben Briner at the state. And some of them make sense, some of them don't. I'll read you a couple of them here. Mike Bobo at Colorado State, even though he's still currently employed at Colorado State, he may end up just staying there. So Wake Forest offensive coordinator Warren Ruggiero. And with that, that's interesting because Wake Forest runs a very unique style of offense. Will they bring that kind of offense to 
South Carolina. I don't know. So we'll see how that works out for him. Also, the name that's really interesting is former Maryland offensive coordinator and interim head coach Matt Canada. He hasn't been in, in the coaching ranks this season, so he might jump at the fa- the chance to take a job. So there's that. Some of the other names, Kentucky offensive coordinator Eddie Grant. I don't know why he would want to leave Kentucky right now. Uh, offensive Ohio State offensive coordinator Kevin Wilson. Why would he move from one of the top teams in the country down to a team that is near the bottom of the SEC standings? I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Louisiana Tech offensive coordinator Todd Fitch. That's another name mentioned in the state, along with Oregon offensive coordinator Marcus Arroyo which I don't know anything about this guy. Middle Tennessee offensive coordinator Tony Franklin. Some other names, Ohio State quarterback coach Mike Urich, Memphis offensive coordinator Kevin Johns, UCF offensive coordinator Jeff Leiby. Now, he's going to be looking for a job because Charlie, no, Charlie Strong was at South Florida, I'm sorry. But uh, Indiana offensive coordinator Kalen DeBoer, maybe he'll want to move down. I mean, I think that uh, getting out of the Big Ten is good for anybody. Because the Big Ten is just basically, it's always the Ohio State-Michigan show. Oklahoma State offensive coordinator Sean Gleason, maybe that's a name that might be in the mix. We've also got a couple of other names that were kind of funny. Uh, Steve Spurrier, what if Steve Spurrier could come back? I don't think that's going to happen. If he can just come in and coach the quarterbacks, maybe that would work. But I don't think Steve Spurrier wants to do that. Arkansas coach and former Arkansas coach and Clemson offensive coordinator Chad Morris. You know, I don't think that's going to happen because I think that there's too much of a friendship between Chad Morris and Dabo Sweeney. I just I just don't see that happening. We'll take your calls at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Who do you want to be your offensive coordinator at South Carolina? Also, we'll take your comments on the game as well. You know, when you look at the game, it, it I tell you what, man, there was there, there was one stat that really kind of hit me in the face a little bit. And it was, I think that, uh, I want to make sure I've got it right here. But the, the offensive numbers were, compared to South Carolina's numbers, were just not very good. And, and I'm not trying to rub, rub the Gamecocks' nose in it. It's just that, Right now, it just wasn't very good. If you look at just the box score, which I've got pulled up here in front of me, Trevor Lawrence finished the day with, what, 295 yards passing. He was also Clemson's leading rusher at 66 yards. So that's, what, 301, 361 yards. The Gamecocks on the day finished with a total of, like, 100 and... 174 yards. So, Trevor Lawrence by himself had more than the entire Gamecock offense. Yeah, I think there need to be some changes on the offensive line, or the offensive coordinator there. But, I also think that, I don't know about keeping McClendon on the staff. Do, do you want to keep McClendon on the staff just to coach the wide receivers? Do you think that demoting him is going to motivate him to be better? If you're Brian McClendon, do you just say, you know what, to heck with this, I'm going to head on. 
that's something you should think about. You could think about too. I don't know if he's going to stay or not. Maybe Coach Muschamp has had that conversation with him. Maybe his agents out looking around like, "Hey, man, you guys got to remember, I'm the guy that lit up the Clemson uh, defense last year." People seem to forget about that. Now he didn't do it this year, but still, eight oh three nine seven eight one eight three two eight oh three nine seven eight. 1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us this afternoon on the rundown, be sure to like the post that I just put out there on the Fox Sports Radio 1400 uh, website there, or, or, or excuse me, Facebook page. You can win tickets. If you want to go to see the holiday lights on the river, go find the Fox Sports Radio 1400 page, like the page, like the post, and I will give away tickets to the holiday lights on the river. For those watching on Facebook Live, check it out. Look, tickets to go to the Holiday Lights on the River. It's one of the coolest things that you will do in the holiday season is to go check out the, uh, the Holiday Lights. But if you want to go for free, go and like Fox Sports Radio 1400 and then like the uh, post that I put out there, the Likes for Lights for the Saluda Shoals uh, Holiday Light Show, which is one of the cool Midlands traditions. All right, but moving on. With the game from the weekend, if you want to talk about that, if you want to talk a little bit about the Iron Bowl with uh, with what happened with Nick Saban, basically, Nick Saban's been whining a lot. I mean, just whining. If you think Nick Saban's being a baby, give us a call. We'll take that, too, at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. And now we also have uh, what Dabo Sweeney said after the game. Do you think the college football do you think the college football playoff is trying to keep Clemson out of it? That's kind of what coach Sweeney said. Maybe that's uh maybe that's part of his thinking. I don't I don't think it's that way. What I think it is is that Clemson has won so much. I think that it's almost boring. They just see Clemson as the team that yeah, they're just going to win. And I think that that has kind of hindered Clemson a little bit. Yeah, they, they expect to win. They're, they're expected to win. So when, you're, when you have that and there's really no story to it, I don't know, maybe the college football playoff committee doesn't really take them seriously. If you look at Clemson's, um, Clemson's body of work, though, they win the ACC championship. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They'll be right there. Simple as that. We'll take your calls at 803-978-1832. Folks watching on Facebook, be sure to like my last Facebook post. You can uh, check that out and uh, do the likes for lights. I tell you what, going to see the lights at the Saluda Shoals Park is actually very, very cool. You can uh, check it out by um, just liking what I posted on the Fox Sports Radio page. And then there you go. We'll give away some uh, tickets to the Holiday Lights on the River. 
So I'll do that probably every day this week. But we'll take your calls on the South Carolina game as well. It was not not a game that uh, was good. It seemed like Clemson was almost bored. It seemed like South Carolina at some point, they didn't feel like they wanted to be there. It's kind of the look I got. I think the goal line stand at the very beginning of the game, everybody was thinking, all right, maybe this might be something. But then again, it's not. Clemson just comes out and do do what they normally do. The Tigers on the day with 30 first downs compared to nine for South Carolina. 527 yards to 174 total yards. Yeah, it's just not, not what you want. We'll take your calls at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. As we get moving along here on the rundown this afternoon, I've got some comments coming up from Trevor Lawrence, the starting quarterback at Clemson, as he breaks down the ACC championship game. I'll be heading up to the ACC championship game. I know I'm going. I'm pretty sure uh, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk is going. So you can uh, follow our coverage up there. I'll be uh, tweeting out a bunch of stuff from at Rob Sounds Good, posting some stuff on Facebook as well, and on the blog page at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. There's also the announcement up there about Jake Bentley's leaving the South Carolina program. You look at Jake Bentley's numbers. Through three seasons, he threw for 7,527 yards and 55 touchdowns. That is impressive. And I don't think there's... I think a lot of folks were kind of upset with him because of the he had the interception bug at some point. And he did throw 32 picks in his career. But still, Jake Bentley's one of the highest, as far as numbers go, one of the highest number quarterbacks at South Carolina. And you know what? Here's the interesting thing. Not to be a doomsday mentality guy here, but what if the carry-on joiner decides, hey, you know what, I'm going to transfer. All of a sudden, you go into next season, you've got Holinsky, and you've got uh, Doty, the young quarterback from uh, down in Myrtle Beach. That's going to be your two, uh, two big guys, I would guess. That quarterback room can get thin quick. You've already cleared out the running back room. You're going to lose all those guys. You're going to have basically... Uh, Kevon Harris will be back, and then you'll have uh, Marshawn Lloyd. This be a very young running back room as well. It's going to be an interesting offseason for South Carolina. What changes are they going to make? They've already gotten rid of the strength and conditioning coach, also the quarterback coach. He's been uh, sent on his way. And then Brian McClendon has been demoted from the Offensive coordinator, he'll no longer call plays. I guess he's going to coach wide receivers. I'm sure Coach Muschamp will go over all of that uh, as we move along. All right, as I said, check us out on Fox Sports Radio 1400's Facebook page. You can win Lights at the River tickets, uh, Holiday Lights on the River tickets. Just go there and like the post, and we will set you up. 803-978-1832, is the number to call. You want to join us here on the rundown? This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. And 
around the world on the iHeartRadio app. We appreciate it as always. You know, I've got some comments here from Trevor Lawrence, the uh, Clemson quarterback, as he broke down uh, just a little bit of his uh, his Monday press conference that uh, he had earlier today as they break down the ACC championship game. Clemson is uh, will play that game in Charlotte. And, you know, it, it's interesting that Virginia's played some pretty good football, but they, the line started out at 24 points and then immediately jumped up to 29.5 points. Kind of crazy with that line there. But here are some comments from the Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, this is, our, this is our first day back, really. We don't have anything mandatory on Sunday, so this is the first day back in the facility with all the guys. So there hasn't been haven't had a chance to talk about it too much, but we know it's a really good team. We've watched them play. A little bit this year when we were driving up to Columbia or down to Columbia, we, we watched them play against uh, Virginia Tech. And it's like it's like any other game. I mean, they're going to they're a really good team. And obviously they made it this far. They got a lot of talent and they're really well coached from what I've seen on film. And then just defensively, they have, they have some really good players. And I feel like they're very disciplined. So uh, they know what they're doing schematically and they're they're usually in the right spot. So that's just a couple of things I've noticed. Haven't got to watch a ton, but I mean, we're, we're really excited to have the opportunity to go back to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. I think any game that's really important is just finding your matchups, especially um, a team like South Carolina that played a lot of man coverage. That was something that we kind of worked on all week was finding those matchups that we wanted and also just recognizing them. And uh, so that was that was really important. And then just the cool thing about having T and Justin and then Dre, Frank, Joe. And Amari, all those guys, as you can kind of move them all everywhere. So that's something that's helped us this year, and they did a really good job of moving around and adjusting. You led the team in rushing on Saturday, some shorts, a couple of big plays. Late in the season, a lot of folks say, why run the guys What was your philosophy? Just doing whatever, whatever, taking whatever the defense gives me is how I see it, and I think. Uh, you can't play scared. I mean, I, I, you hear those things that people say, but you can't play scared. It's still a game, and you know, um, if I'm in there, I'm gonna I'm gonna play like I play. I'm not gonna change anything, whether it's the first or third quarter. So I think that's, I think it is smart not to take hits that aren't necessary. But for me, I'm always gonna play the same way, and I'm not gonna hold anything back. So that's something that's important to me. Do you get necessary hits? There's a Yeah, I think the the one that they called was, but I mean they called it, so not, not much else you can do. But other than that, I felt like it was just a physical game, how it is all the time. And but I think that was really the only one that I noticed that was bad. Do you enjoy getting to run the ball, or would a perfect game for you be forty pass attempts, you know, no running attempts? No, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it until I run a couple in a row, then I'm super tired and I can't breathe but no it's I, I really enjoy running the ball actually it's something that's you know I feel like it gets me into the game more when I can you know run the ball maybe take a hit and then you know kind of get uh, my blood flow and all that so I, I, I like doing it. Trevor Lawrence previewing the ACC championship game this is the Tigers leading rusher against the Gamecocks I'm sure he let the running backs hear about that he got what 66 yards on the ground against South Carolina this weekend or this past weekend by the way Virginia finished up at nine and three in the uh, in the ACC. They win the Coastal Division. They get that win over Virginia Tech, breaking that fifteen year losing streak. You know, we mentioned that a couple of times during the season. Wow, 
that's a heck of a losing streak. Uh, 15 games in a row to anybody is, is pretty crazy. But on the season, they've got uh, their losses on the season. They lost to Notre Dame at Notre Dame. They lost at Miami 17-9. to And then they lost by a touchdown at Louisville 28-21. to Here's the big thing with them. They they have games that are close, 31-24, uh, 38-31. They won over North Carolina, 33-28. They won over Georgia Tech, and they won by nine over Virginia Tech. They're not a team that, if a game is close, they, they've had close games all season. So they're not going to be a team that's going to be intimidated by pressure, in my opinion, because they've faced it all year. Now, I know that Clemson is a juggernaut. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying that, Clemson's going to lose the game. I am saying, though, if it's close, and they can keep it close in the third and fourth quarter, that's an area that Clemson hasn't had to deal with a lot this year, other than the North Carolina game. And they were able to pull that game out. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting, too, on the other front, with Bryce Perkins, who is... The the number the leading passer in the a, in the ACC is the quarterback from uh, North Carolina, Sam. I can't remember his last name. I had it in my notes. But anyway, he is he ends up as the number one overall as far as total passing. Number two is not Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Number three is Trevor Lawrence. Number two is Bryce Perkins, and Perkins has gotten the job done if you look at it from uh, the perspective of he has uh, been obviously the second the second best passer as far as yardage goes in the ACC, but this guy can also run the ball a little bit. And I think that when you look at him, you can see that he's a guy that he's not a guy that's going to just take off and run regardless, but he is a guy that is going to if he has to, he can do it. But he wants to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. And that's that's something that could be interesting there for the Tigers. I also like uh, Virginia's defense. I think they've got a couple of guys in the secondary that are probably going to be in the pros. And I think one of their linebackers is listed as really great as well. If you watch them, I watched a good bit of the Virginia Tech game the other day. They seem to get to the ball, swarm to it quickly. But they have games where they do laps and they give up points. If it gets into a shooting match, Clemson's got too many athletes and Clemson will run the ball down their throat. But if they can get Trevor Lawrence to have a couple of mistakes, just a couple here or there, throw an interception here, fumble there, maybe not quite be so crisp like they have been all season, Virginia can make a game of this on Saturday. And then it comes down to, can Clemson have the uh, mental fortitude to deal with a game that's close? Because they haven't been close here lately. The last close game was North Carolina, and that was it. If Clemson plays the way they play against North Carolina, that way against Virginia, Virginia can win this game. We'll take your calls on that at 803-978-1832-803-978. 1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon as we look at the ACC championship game coming up this weekend in Charlotte.
kickoffs, I think, at, what, 7 or 8 o'clock up in the uh, the Queen City of Charlotte. So we can take your calls on that as well at 803-978-1832. Who do you want to be the offensive coordinator at South Carolina? You know, if I were picking and, I, and stuff like that didn't matter to me, mine would be really simple. I would go with Steve Adazio. That's where I would go. Simple as that for me. If they can get Steve Adazio to come down here. 803-978-1832. is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, we'll take your calls on the offensive coordinator situation at South Carolina. Do you think that they're that they should make more changes? We'll get into that as well. And we'll talk about the ACC championship game and the coach's hot seat. That's coming up, too. We'll have that in the list. We'll have the uh, top five coaches that probably shouldn't have their jobs right now. So we'll get into that this afternoon as well here on the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. By the way, check out my latest Facebook post at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. Like the post, and you could win uh, a set or a a carload pass to go to the Holiday Lights on the River at Saluda Shoals. I'll be giving that away later on online. I'll reach out to you, and we will uh, get you set up with tickets so you can go and check that out. It is a great holiday tradition here in the Midlands. One of the cool things to do, go check that out and get some. Uh, my kids like to get the s'mores and then talk to Santa Claus. It's kind of the big thing with my kids. So, yeah, we have that. All right, more of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Strap in. It's time for the list. The list this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. You know, we've already had some coaches that have uh, been showed the door. Chad Morris at Arkansas, um, Coach Luke down at uh, Ole Miss. Barry Odom has been shown the door at Mizzou. Uh, who else is left? Uh, Chris Peterson has resigned at Washington. There's got to be a story behind that. But we do have some other coaches out there that I think um, – are on the hot seat are definitely going into next season. You're looking at them and you're like, huh, how did this happen? What's going on with this here? But several coaches have already made that that exit. Steve Adazio at Boston College, which I didn't see coming, by the way. I thought Steve Adazio was uh, doing a good job up there. His, his recruiting classes were near the bottom in the ACC every year, but he's still winning six and seven games, which means that he's getting a lot out of a little. That should mean something, but apparently it does not. Number five. Number five on the list, I go with Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State. You know, their season has not gone very well at all. They finished 6-6. Six and six. They're going to go to a bowl game, but it's going to be a bowl game nobody cares about. They've got losses on the season that uh, are, you kind of look at it and it's like, huh? They lost to Arizona State 10-7. to seven. Uh, didn't score against Wisconsin. Tough loss to Penn State. 
got blown out by Michigan. They did beat Rutgers, though. Congrats on that. And they won over Maryland to get themselves into bowl consideration. But as of right now, I just don't see what the big deal is with Mark D'Antonio there. I think it will be best for both parties if he decided, you know what? I think I'm going to move on. Number four. Number four on the list is Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. The Wildcats have been really terrible this season. They lost to Hawaii to open the season. They did beat Northern Arizona 65-41. to Sounds like a basketball score. But here's the thing with that. They start the season with the loss, and then they win four straight and then lose out, including getting blown out by Utah, losing to Stanford by 10, losing to Washington big, getting beat by Colorado. I mean, they were just terrible in conference play this year. Not what they want. That's why Kevin Sumlin, I think, he may be safe for now, but he definitely should be on the on the coach's hot seat list. Number three. Number three on the list when you look at it this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. You know, I don't understand what's going on with Tom Herman at Texas. Texas has not played very well this season at all. Tom Herman's already, like, they're, they're talking about changing offensive coordinators and everything else. I don't agree with all that. I think if you have to fire both coordinators, you might be the problem. Just saying. Maybe Tom Herman's the problem out there. He was liked by everybody else. But it just seems like they did win their final game of the season over Texas Tech, which I think if he'd have lost that game, they'd have been a, it'd have been really bad. But they win. They went seven and five on the season. They looked like they were going to be competitive as they, they lose to LSU by seven. So the losses on the season, though, they lost to TCU. They lost at Iowa State. They lost at Baylor by a couple of touchdowns. That's not what you want in Texas. I mean, they've got their own network. You should be putting up better numbers than that, right? Yeah, 7-5 and five is not going to get it done in the land of the Longhorn. Number two. Number two on the list, if you uh, step back and look at it for a second, you know, I, I hate to put him on the list because it's so early in his career, but Manny Diaz at Miami. Miami has not, uh, this season, they seem like they were up and down all year. And it seemed like some games they were completely great or just good, good enough to be competitive. And then it comes down to, yeah, they're not. So Manny Diaz, has the welcome been worn out yet? I don't know, but I think that Miami, they did lose to Duke to end the season, a Duke team that's not going to a bowl game, and they finish at 6-6. Six and six. My friends, I don't think that that's what the Miami folks want, but I tell you what, he's going to have an opportunity to come back for next year. Losing the last two games, though, to, to FIU, Florida International, by the way, and then losing to Duke. And they lost to Georgia Tech, quite possibly one of the the one team in the ACC that's really, really, really got some problems. And it's just because Coach Collins has got to get the right kids. But Georgia Tech's only ACC win on the year, if I remember correctly, was against Miami. Georgia Tech went into Miami and won. That is not going to work in the long run. That's why I've got him at number two on my hot list. And number one. 
Number one for me, if you really step back and look at it from, I mean, you can go with Randy Etzel at UConn, but Dana Holgerson at Houston, I don't like what he did where he basically was getting quit kids to just kind of quit. You know, hey, why don't you just quit this year? We'll stack the team for next year. That's kind of the vibe that, that I got from that team. And, you know, he's got to understand that, hey, this is not West Virginia anymore where he can run around with that skullet and get away with it. So his team this year, they were not, they were competitive in some games, but in reality, they were not exactly what you wanted and what people really expected coming into this season. People expected a little bit more from Houston this year, but they finished four and eight. Yes, I understand getting blown out by Oklahoma. I, I get that. They lost to Tulane. That's a, that's a bad loss. Uh, they also lost to UConn. UConn is a team that I, I think they well, didn't UConn finish like two and ten on the year, and one of those wins was over. I want to make sure I give you the proper number here. But UConn was not a very good football team this year. And they they actually got a win over Houston. And this UConn team finished exactly 2-10. and 10. Their two wins are over Houston and Wagner College. That's it. And that's just terrible. Not what they thought they were going to get with Holgerson up there doing his thing. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, we'll have some aha moments. Nick Saban is crying like a baby, and he should just shut up. You win every year, dude. You, you get out coached one time, and you, want to, you really want to act like a baby. We'll get into that. We'll also get into a South Carolina search for an offensive coordinator. We talked a little bit about that. It... Jonathan Reynolds, former host of the program, posted last night that he thought that uh, it was going to be Steve Adazio from Boston College. If you can get Steve Adazio from Boston College, yeah, I mean, I know he doesn't have a job right now, but if you can get Steve Adazio, that's a heck of a get. That's who you should run with if you're South Carolina, in my opinion. But my big thing with South Carolina is that I think it's going to be hard to convince someone to come to South Carolina, because let's be honest, a lot of the fans have turned on Will Muschamp. I think it's going to be like Chad Holbrook was in his final season, where everybody was expecting you know, him to just be a failure. And when they went out and they weren't really up to par, it was just basically he was like a dead coach walking. That may be the mentality when it comes down to a South Carolina and who they're going to get as an offensive coordinator. Not that not that somebody doesn't want to come and coach here, but you got one year. That's what you got. That's not going to work. Be sure to like my page on uh, the FoxSportsRadio1400.com page. You could win tickets to the Holiday Lights on the River. Check those out. Fox Sports Radio 1400 on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Final segment of the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. My name is Rob Sanders. A report comes out that Lane Kiffin has had significant conversations with Arkansas. Yeah, why not? Don't you want to go back to the SEC? Can you imagine Lane Kiffin in the SEC where you know he's going to get Tennessee on that schedule? You know he's going to get Alabama on that schedule. 
this guy is I, – I think he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. My favorite Lane Kiffin memory is when he's an offensive coordinator at Alabama, and he would call a play – and I've seen this on a couple of different occasions where he'd call a play, and then all of a sudden, as soon as the ball snaps, he's signaling touchdown and walking down to the other end of the field. This guy is – he's definitely like – he'll be fun to watch. But here's the thing. Someone needs to tell him this guy is – he's definitely like – he'll be fun to watch. But here's the thing. Someone needs to tell him that Arkansas is a gong show. You don't have any athletes to run out there, brother. This great offense that you ran at Alabama when you had all these guys that were – running up and down the field and doing all that. Yeah, you don't have that anymore at Arkansas. Arkansas is the equivalent of a bad Sunbelt team right now. So going to Arkansas, you're going to have a lot of losing seasons. And all this cute stuff that you do on Twitter and all that, where you're retweeting this and retweeting that. Yeah, Nick Saban and all those guys, they're going to beat you in the face for probably three or four years until you actually get some players. Kevin online says he'll recruit at the local prison. Yeah, that may be true. Got to go where the talent is, Kevin. Don't mock, my friend. Everybody's got a convict or two on their team. 803-978-1832-803-978-1832. Do you think Nick Saban is going to take, excuse me, do you think that uh, Lane Kiffin's going to take the job at Arkansas? I think he should hold out. In fact, if I had the choice, I'd take the job at Missouri. Their program's a little better off than what Arkansas is right now. By the way, the SEC has announced all the fans rushing the field after Auburn beats Alabama. That will cost Auburn $250,000. You know what? Really? Really? That's insane. That's insane. Why why, why are you finding them almost a quarter of a million dollars for rushing the field? Kevin asked who's going to Florida State. I don't know. Maybe Lane Kiffin can go there. But apparently he's expressed interest in the Arkansas job. I don't know how that's going to work out. Finally, my big thing, Nick Saban on how the Iron Bowl ended. He goes, quote, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Well... Sir, I hate to break it to you, but you can't win all the time. Here's a thought. If you're upset about that at the end of the game, your quarterback threw two pick sixes. That had more to do with you losing than getting drawn basically off sides by uh, kind of a weird formation that Gus Malzahn put together. Do better, Nick Saban. You're, you, you've won a ton of games, man. When you win that much, I think you sometimes forget how to lose gracefully. That's why I think like all, like your first experience in, in competitive sports, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, or whatever, the little peewee leagues, everybody should finish at 500. It's just a thought. That way you kind of, not that I don't think that you'd have better teams or whatever, and I'm not like, okay, everybody should get a trophy. But if you finish at 500, you know what it feels like to lose. And then you know what it feels like to win. 
there you go. Kind of makes sense. So, with Nick Saban, I, I think that he's kind of forgotten how to lose. And when he does lose, and they don't lose very often. In fact, when they do lose, it costs Auburn a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, that's kind of what happened there. Not good, not good, not good. We have a couple minutes. We'll take your calls on Nick Saban crying like a baby. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. The college football playoff, the final set of rankings will come out tomorrow. Coach Sweeney said after the after the game with South Carolina, well, they don't want us in there. If we lost this game, we dropped to 20. Coach Sweeney's got to calm down with all that because it's the road ahead of you. If you win against Virginia, which you're favored by 29 points, you'll be in the college football playoff. And then you have the opportunity to beat these teams that everybody says, oh, well, they're, they're better than Clemson. If Clemson's at number three, Ohio State is better at number one. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you what, you can write it down from right here. And if I'm wrong, call me back on it, and I'll be happy to take my beating on the air about it. Ohio State plays in the Big Ten. The Big Ten is the Cinderella of conferences. Once we get to December, they will expire at midnight, and they'll run back into their uh, into their layers and talk about how great the Big Ten championship was. But when they play a team south of the Mason-Dixon line, they're going to get their butts handed to them. Whether it's LSU or Clemson, either one of those teams will beat them senseless. So all this stuff with having Ohio State up there, yeah, that's cute. That's so cute. That's adorable. Congratulations. You're a November champion. We play the college football playoff in December, though, and you have to actually play somebody there. Not some piece of crap team from the Big Ten. That's how it works. And by the way, with Alabama losing, it kind of uh, brings up maybe we're going to have a Utah team in the playoffs. I think Utah beats Ohio State. They're not that good, folks. I just don't think they're that good. I don't get that warm, fuzzy feeling about them. I know that people will call up and tell me, well, Chase Young this and and their quarterback that and everything else, but I don't know. I'm not impressed. We'll find out as we go along. We'll find out as we go along. All right, Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk is next. Of course, be sure to like the, uh, the page, Fox Sports Radio 1400, giving away holiday lights on the river tickets. I will send you a message and tell you, hey, you won tickets. And then you come by the station, pick them up. Simple as that. Go and see the Holiday Lights on the River for free on us right here at Fox Sports Radio 1400. I will be out at the, where am I going? I'm going to the Holiday Food Drive downtown on Thursday. Then I'm stuffing a bus for the uh, for kids on Friday. Look at me. I'm jumping out. I'm helping in the community. Yay. This will be awesome. All right. So more of the rundown tomorrow. Maybe we'll have some more coaching news. We'll also have some comments from Coach Dabo Sweeney tomorrow. All that and more for you on the rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.